Hello, you're listening to Off the Record, a bi-weekly conversational podcast by Chalk Magazine. I'm Taylor Warden, and with me are my co-hosts, Nicole Dolan and Wyatt Hall. And the other day, me and my friends were deciding our four horsemen of our apocalypse. These are the four celebrities that you would let kind of end your world, per se. Kind of like a holy trinity, but four horsemen of the apocalypse style. So... I want to know your guys's. Uh, to start off, my number one is Harry Styles, um, ruler of my life, owner of my heart, lives rent-free inside my head. Um, there's not much more I can say about Harry that I haven't said before on like every day of my life. But yeah, no, everything would die for him. If you would ask me to go with him tomorrow, I would, hands down. So, Nicole, who is your leader of the apocalypse? leader of my apocalypse is every era of Mark Ruffalo. Um, I think if Mark Ruffalo were to tell me, drop everything, you with me, I'd be like, say less. Bags are already packed. They've been packed, actually, since the release of 13 Going on 30. Um, And, you know, he is just an intelligent man, incredibly sexy, kind-hearted, a wonderful father, what more do I have to say, honestly? Right? Right? Any concerns? Any questions? No? If Mark Ruffalo had a mutation that made him turn green and large and angry, um, would you still date him? I would still date him. I actually have an affinity for those who are over uh, six foot. So, oh, um, well. Hulk would definitely fit that classification. Hulk would, because Hulk also... There's glasses. Um, and I have a particular liking for men who um, have uh, impaired vision. So Hulk wears glasses when he turns into the Hulk? He, he does in the latest movies because there's a weird, like, Bruce and Hulk have a middle ground that they've come mm-hmm. to. And so he still wears his glasses. Yes, wow. he does. He does. And I'm a, I'm a fan of it. So. <laughs> I never would have thought I'd hear someone say, you know, when Hulk has them glasses on, ooh, I kind of dig it. He's still a doctor. He's still a doctor. So. A very strong one at that. Let's not forget the brain power. He said big brain. And I said, you're right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Wyatt, who is your forefront human? My first one is Florence Pugh. She is my probably my favorite actress in Hollywood. She is extremely talented. She is extremely pretty. I have yet to see her in a movie that I do not like. And I would let her put me in a bear suit and be set in a flaming building. And that is all I have to say on that. Valid. Who wouldn't? That's so aggressive. We're kind of here for it. Let's hope our listeners have seen Midsommar and understand that reference. Spoiler alert, Wyatt. Yeah, what? I haven't seen Midsommar. You've not seen Midsommar? No. Did you? So you, you, okay. Okay. Maybe that's a movie we should watch together. Maybe. I heard that it's scary. It is scary. It's kind of scary. Is this a date movie? No. No, this is a, this is a breakup movie. It's the opposite of a date movie. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I've seen the trailer, but... Like, seriously, this is a movie that you 
you could get drunk and watch with friends and it would be extremely enjoyable in my opinion really okay so more of a communal watch instead of a romantic watch yes. not a romantic watch yeah, not a romantic watch like no. probably the least romantic movie i have ever seen yeah, if you want to break up maybe yeah but besides <gasps> that whoa okay okay interesting keep that in mind okay noted well speaking of killing me uh my second pick is adam driver i love that segue (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm speechless so good no that was so good (laughs) i'm speechless truly your mind your power his power Um, his power indeed no one else I would rather roll me up into a little ball and just throw me out the window. Um, yeah, just a, just a man, just the sheer size. I'm a big fan. Kylo Ren, Adam Sackler, really love him. Uh, yeah, I would let him in my world any day. So, Nicole, who's your number two? Oh, to be the one who's Adam, who Adam Driver, uh, has his hands around. I I am just glad that you guys agree on the Adam Driver take because I have gotten so much backlash. I don't understand. I know there's it's such a controversial pick. Like thinking he's attractive is so controversial for some reason. I just I love his voice. It. I love his voice. Could you imagine if he said your name? No. Oh. My goodness. No. I think I would absolutely lose it. Wait, doesn't he literally say Nicole in Marriage Story? Nicole. (gasps) Okay. Well, he doesn't say, like, okay. To be fair, the movie is about a divorce, so it's not really in a lovingly way, except for, like, the note at the beginning, but... It's still. But still. You can take take the first few minutes and relish it. What well, I love the, about Nicole. <laughs> at, at, at the core, though, I think he does. They do still love each other at their core. It's a very complicated movie. Very complicated anyway, movie. I love it. Watch anyway, it. Um, Adam Driver is also on my list, but to uh, be, you know, slightly more, I guess, original than to copy my love, Taylor. Um, I'm going to say Jason Siegel. Another very tall, unconventionally attractive man, I guess some would say. But um, Marshall makes me giggle so much. And he's just a huge teddy bear. Um, and I just think that he is very underrated. I think like Jason Siegel, Vince Vaughn, and Seth Rogen are all incredibly underrated um, for being these like extremely funny, husky men. I can't even get over it. Like so funny these men are so funny and um i think like one of my major things that could just wreck me is humor and these men have it so shout out jason sequel you know where to find me with that said my next horseman is tessa thompson um she just has she radiates an energy of just pure beauty and she looks so good in every movie she's in, especially Sorry to Bother You with all her different fits and her hair and her different earrings. 
man, just can't get enough of that woman. And I also think she's more talented than people give her credit for. Um, hopefully we'll start to see a little more of that in the future and not just people being like, oh, is that Valkyrie from the Marvel movies? Oh. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I love her to death, though, for sure. Top tier. What about you, Taylor? What's your next one? My next one kind of goes off Nicole's with funny men that are kind of unconventionally attractive and too old for me. My number three is Bill Hader. Yes. Um, absolutely in love with that man. I mm-hmm. have seen every SNL sketch I think he's ever been in too many times. The show Barry, oh, I know why it knows. If you haven't seen it, excellent on HBO. He plays a hitman. Beautiful. He's just got it all. Like he's funny, good guys, just from the little Midwest, Oklahoma. So humble. Those eyebrows, so expressive. So expressive. So expressive. So tall. So tall. It, so tall. If I were to recommend any TV show to any person, it would be Barry because it's Bill Hader's passion project, and that man is just full of wonderful ideas. It is one of the best shows, full stop, I've ever seen. So good and so underrated. I don't think I like hear enough people that know about it and watch it. So if you haven't seen Barry, go see it. Nicole. Taylor, wait, before we move on, Taylor might genuinely be the first person I've ever talked to that has seen it. Why? Same. The only other people I've seen that have seen Barry is because I told them. To exactly. Watch. Exactly. Yeah. And most of the time they don't even listen to me when I'm like, hey, watch I know. This. They so. watch like the first episode and they're like, okay. But it's okay. like, yeah. So yeah. good. We can bond over this moment. Barry is so good. <laughs> yeah. No, we will. We'll talk about it more in the TV. We will. Too. We will. Well, speaking of TV. Another you know, great segue. Another, another great segue. Thank you. Shout out to the segues. Um, anyone that knows me knows that Hassan Minaj is my husband and forever will be. Um, this man is also incredibly underrated, tall, handsome, intellectual, genuinely funny, a joy to be around, wonderful father, husband. Um, every time he makes eye contact during the Patriot Act, I just pretend that it's just only me. Um, and all of his words and all of his jokes are to make me laugh and no one else. So... I just love them to death, honestly, truly. I just like melt every time we make eye contact. Ugh. That's all I have to say. Do you know if he has any projects lined up now that the Patriot Act is done and over with? Um, I do not. I guess know. we'll have to wait and find out. I guess we'll have to see, but I feel like um, a lot of this time will be focusing on his kid and his wife. That's so. true. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, and I think that speaks, like, balance of who he is. Wyatt, what's up? My next horseman is my only uh, man on the list. That is Oscar Isaac, one of the most beautiful men in Hollywood. Um, He can really do it all. You watch him in Ex Machina, and you're like, ooh, that, that shaved head bearded look. It's pretty good looking. Then you see him in Star Wars and he's clean shaven, got that rugged long hair, still looking good. 
now you're seeing him in trailers for Dune and he's pulling off both the big manly beard and like the long curly hair. Just can't get enough of Oscar Isaac. Um, I, there's, I don't know, man. I, he is just one of a kind. And again, he can do it all. And what more can you ask for? Taylor, what is your last horseman? My last horseman is Colin Firth. And if I could pick a Colin Firth, I'm going to say Bridget Jones Diary. But I mean, I would not complain. Colin Firth, any age, any time. I'm going to be a two Colin Firth. I'm still here waiting. He's just just a classic, you know? And I love that he always plays, not always, but a lot of times plays those really stoic, gentlemanly British characters that are like kind of, I don't know, that wasn't an accent. <laughs> This British. <laughs> what I just went into. Anyways, he plays those really, those, you know, old school British characters, prim and proper, a little bit mean, which I kind of like. He's just it. He's really it. Um, yeah, love of my life. Does the British factor add or take away? Oh, add. 100%. If he, had, if he didn't have a British accent, I mean... I hate to be one of those people, but yeah, I wouldn't think he was attractive. It does, it does help. Fair enough, fair enough. You can't imagine Colin Firth. Imagine the name Colin Firth, and that's the name of an American. No, Colin. Colin. When you think of an American named Colin, Colin Jost is the only good Colin that I've ever met, I think. Speaking of which, Colin Jost. Was my fourth horseman. Um, I love him in SNL. Um, weekend update: Scarlett Johansson is a very lucky woman to have him as her fiance. Um, and I think he's just an absolute joy. I think he's also an incredible like comedic writer. And um, I like that he is able to like take shit from like the other like SNL cast and stuff when they like flirt with him or like give him give him crap you know i think it's funny wyatt who's your fourth my final horseman and frankly my number one horseman uh is and forever will be Ana de armis um i talk about my favorite actresses in hollywood i think she is just like the most gorgeous human being on this planet now a lot of people give that title to zendaya all the power to zendaya that woman is amazing in every way, but there's just something about Ana de Armas in just everything where I am smitten in every way. And yeah, like I, it's it's been that way for a long time and it will continue to be that way for a long time. And frankly, the only part that I'm like, eh, about is who she is dating. And that goes for Florence Pugh as well. I think they both can do better on a day armis especially but yeah just gorgeous gorgeous woman can't get enough of her and she was great in knives out so what a, good what a good movie and she was the star of the show and she deserves that she deserves it so moving on from that to our main topic of the show um we took some internet tests popular ones such as 16 personalities otherwise known as myers-briggs we also took the uh, rice purity test, and then we topped it all off going real crazy with the BDSM kink test, 
Um, just taking each one, seeing what we get, discussing it with the co-hosts and see, seeing how it goes. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the results that we got, uh, what surprised us, what didn't, reacting to each other's scores, and we'll start that off with the 16 personalities test. Keep it mild for now. Um, so we'll start off with you, Nicole. What did mm -hmm. you get from the 16 personalities test? So this is my like fifth time taking the Myers-Briggs test. I love it. It is one of my favorite personality tests to take. One of my first, one of my favorite personality tests to ask my friends to take. Um, I think that you can learn so much from this test in terms of like how to communicate, um, how to love a person because it talks about your personality in terms of like romance as well as like the workplace and things like that. And so, um, I think it's very detailed um, and I think it's very well-rounded and really good to keep in mind. Um, so I highly recommend it. Um, my score, my result was ENFJT, which means I am a quote unquote natural leader who um, is the protagonist. That's the name that they put on there so main character vibes not sure how i feel about that but um it's a, a person who is very people oriented um likes to lead likes to um i don't know be actively involved with people and make sure that the team is getting to where they need to be and i agree with that completely um I really, really care about the people that I work with. I really, really care about um, how they perceive me as well. That is one of the cons of being a protagonist is that you are such a people pleaser that you um, think that people hate you if you aren't achieving something or doing something tangible. And so I feel like one of my downfalls is associating my own self-worth with um, my achievements and the things that I get done, which is dumb. And I know it is dumb, but, um, one really good thing about this test is it shows you how to deal with these faults and move on from it. And so, um, initially, like, what did y'all think my person personality type would be? I mean, I kind of guessed that, um, just because, again, you're one of the more extroverted people, driven people that I know. And so it's it's one of those where it's a lot easier to guess someone's personality when they're like constantly putting it on display rather than being more shy and like closing off some of that. So, sure. yeah, I I it's pretty much what I expected. Um and you talked a little bit about how, you know, the people around you affect you on a daily basis. So, yeah, I think I had a couple different guesses, but once you explain yours, it makes a hundred percent sense. I mean, it's kind of like what Wyatt said. I knew how much people are important to you, how much energy you gain from social interactions. And I knew from your 
positions as arts editor too, like how well you are at coordinating people at kind of like leading a team. So it makes complete sense to me that you have main character vibes completely. <laughs> oh, geez. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. Um, Taylor, do you want to go next? Yeah, so I got INFJ. This is my second time taking this, and I really wasn't expecting it to change. Um, The first time I took this, I was a freshman in college, and I think I had to take it for a career in life planning class or something like that. I had never heard of it before, and I had never felt so seen by a personality test. You know, usually they kind of tell you, yeah, like a little bit about yourself, but it doesn't feel like it fully aligns. I remember reading every section of this and thought, this is me, this is me, this is me. There was not one part that didn't align with how I felt. I think especially coming into college, taking it as an introvert, not knowing what my major was, what I wanted to do, being able to read that there's a whole personality type that is just like that, you know, that you have these ideas, you know what your life wants to be like, you have the big picture but you might not know the exact path you want to take or that a lot of INFJs struggle to figure that out and change a lot. That helped so much. So I really go back to this a lot and kind of look at it. Um, If I ever feel kind of lost or upset that I don't know what I'm doing, it helps so much just to figure out there's other people that are exactly like this. So kind of some things about INFJ is I think it's called the advocate and it's usually more introverted, um, pretty empathetic, but can kind of let other people's emotions impact their own too Mm -hmm. much sometimes, which I relate to. And then also can spend a lot of time inside their own head thinking of other things and not focusing on the present reality as much. I relate to as well. Um, And also has a big focus on like the arts because they spend so much time in their own head. So it was nice to be able to read that um and kind of relate to like other personality types other people that have this that movies and music and books like do mean so much to them and sometimes you know you can talk to some people and you know that they like it but it doesn't mean it doesn't have a big impact on their life and reading stuff about that made me feel a bit more seen as well to realize like oh no other people do like that stuff impacts them a lot as well so yeah this is one of my favorite ones that I've ever taken and I feel like I don't think my results will ever change because it's so Mm -hmm. accurately. It just picks me, but we'll see. might be interesting. Wyatt, what did you get? I got ENFP, uh, which is actually strangely similar to Taylor's, except for a few little things, like much less organized, much more like go with the flow and hit take whatever life sends at you and then also of course the extroverted side of things about being much more people driven but um with like the with with the the empathetic letting other people affect you kind of thing and and um the really like dreamy and idea driven um but really not setting a course to get there kind of vibes um i mean at at, at the foundational level enfp is described as the campaigner they're the types that are that are um optimistic extroverts that are constantly around people and trying to hype them up and bringing energy whenever they can and Mm -hmm. while also you know maintaining that laid back not easily upset um that kind of energy as well with the more you know 
kindness side of things, compassion, that sort of deal. And um, so it's, I felt like it was pretty accurate. Um, fun fact, if you want to hear about growth, back in early <laughs> high school, back in early high school, when I took this for student council, I was such a like repressed teenage boy. My common score was INTJ, the com almost the complete opposite. Wow. The only thing that didn't change was N. But then, you know, going through later years and college and all of that allowed me to like actually open up and flourish into who I actually am. But that tells you how much of a transition I've gone through in the past few years. It's been wild. It's been crazy. Wow. But, yeah, no, I think that both of y'all's personality like results definitely um, are both of you. Like mm -hmm. Taylor, you were probably one of the most like empathetic people that I've ever met in my life. Um, and so like deeply passionate about the things that you were passionate about and Wyatt, you were just like my hype man, whether I want it or not. And I am, I feel like I am definitely like the realist out of the both of us. Yeah. And whether I like it or not, you give me that optimism and like hype me up and uh, I really appreciate it. And so, I don't know, it's, it's really cool to see how, mm, more how better I can like get to know the two of you from this test regardless of like our previous like work friendship that has come from working from the Canson so I, shout out my yeah, I think we have a good blend of personalities here I think it fits very well and sorry if I ever embarrass anyone by just random compliments no it's, <laughs> it's okay sometimes it's times. needed sometimes <laughs> it's needed you know um and so I think that since we are all so different that like hopefully uh, when like listeners hear us and hear the things that we have to say like it's like you get to know a little bit more of a background, which is, you know, what we're trying to do here is get our, you know, listeners to get to know us a little bit more. So how much nicer would it be if COVID didn't require us to do most of these in our own bedrooms? <laughs> we could do this in a studio and just hang out. Wouldn't that be nice? Anyways. Anyways. What, does anyone have any final thoughts on uh, 16 personalities, Myers-Briggs? I think if you haven't taken it, you should. Very eye-opening. What are your guys' thoughts? I went on a date once with a psych major who talked for oh. a solid hour about how 16 personalities is extremely inaccurate and inaccurate. Just dumb and people shouldn't be taking it and there's other tests that are better. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Do they, did that person also think that Zodiac was inaccurate? I don't think we talked about Zodiac signs and that might be a sign that she doesn't like it. I don't know. Mm, that's very interesting. I feel like um, this test asks uh, a good range of questions and words mm -hmm. the questions in a very um, intentional way. And I also appreciate that this test um, 
has like a spectrum in terms of how you can answer, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can kind of agree, you can slightly disagree, completely disagree, et cetera. Um, And I think that if this test didn't mean anything slash didn't impact the amount of people that it has, then people wouldn't still be taking it. Yeah, I think with anything, with any test, personality test, you can't base your whole life on it. You know, it's just an online test. Like, it's not somebody who really sees you, really knows you. So you can't give it all the importance of the world. But if it's something you can take and it can help you, like, help you understand yourself a bit better, help you feel a bit more seen, I don't see the harm in it at all. Of course, it's not going to be able to tell you who you are completely, but it's fun and it's interesting to learn about. So I don't think there's any harm in taking it. Right. And I also think that like, you know, people are so multifaceted that like, of course you're not going to perfectly fit inside of a nicely neat little box that is formulated by like five letters. Right. And so, um, and like Wyatt, your letters changed with time. And so I think maybe, um, of course, take everything with a grain of salt, but also it's never bad to get to know yourself a little bit more than what you already have like registered from living. It's always good to know more than less. Did you guys have any letters that were on the border or were they mostly like, this is a hundred percent what I am in this category? Mine was pretty much completely I mean, I think like 70% or higher, maybe like a 60 or something. Mine was as well. Nicole, yeah. did you have any? Oh, absolutely. I was genuinely surprised that I only got like an 85% extroverted. I was like, what? I feel like I am extremely extroverted, but yeah. I'm okay with it. Interesting. Well, with that, we'll move on to the next test. Definitely a little different. Uh, the rice purity test, for those of you who have not heard of this, it is a test that essentially, the the idea behind it is that you're supposed to take it before college and then you take it after each year of college and it basically rates how pure you are. It has a list of questions ranging from have you drank alcohol to have you had sex to have you been arrested by the police to all these different things. And each one you check off takes your score down one. So one to a hundred, if you're a hundred, you're completely pure. You've never done any of these things. Zero, you've done all this stuff. And frankly, it's surprising that you're not in prison. Um, you know, that that's just how it rolls. We each took mm-hmm. it. We had a, a range of scores. Nicole, would you like to talk about yours first? Sure. Um, first of all, I would like to say that Purity, such an interesting it really word. Is. It's an interesting way to go about it. <laughs> it is a very, very interesting word. And I think that this test is completely relative and does not um, paint a person in the most accurate way. I think no, that totally moving, <laughs> I think moving from like Myers Briggs to Rice Purity is like a completely like uh, different non-accurate kind of fun thing i don't know also not fun also kind of loud loud in a (laughs) rude way sometimes um but uh my journey from college freshman year i ranked i was ranked 51 right 
you came in kind of low. And uh, I am now 35. And so it's very interesting. I think that who I was as a freshman, um, very nervous, very um, new to the adult life and the choices that you can make. Um, But I've also, you know, I've had my experiences and my gallivanting. um, But now at 35, I think that I am a more open person. Um, I think that I am more, uh, understanding of people because I think that I've had like different experiences that freshman year me would not have, I guess, made the effort to, I don't know, meet those people halfway. Now I think Mm. that, I think that things are not binary, um, and people are more complicated than the actions that they do. So, man, you talk to my like sophomore year of high school <laughs> self about me now. Yeah. We'll just completely leave different. Completely what's, different. What well, was your what was your journey? What was your score? Well, do you want me to go before Taylor? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. My freshman year score was a 98. I started with only two things off the list, and I think it was holding hands. Mm-hmm. And I want to say going on a date, maybe were the two that I had. I don't know. It was like, it was the second highest score in my group. The only other person that had a higher score had a perfect 100. Whoa. Because they were sheltered in a very, very, very religious household at a like seven person school so yeah not a whole lot of opportunity there but uh i have since come down drastically uh i am at a 32 which is a very significant drop from 98 and again it's just one of those things where i am a very open-minded person and i will try a lot of things and um I feel like 32 is a fine score. Like we're not getting to any of the really crazy stuff. I mean, I, I know some, I know some people that are in the single digits. It's actually just one person. I don't know why I said some people. I know a person with a nine and I'm like, dang man, that's, and, and he is one of the most wild people I've ever met. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was frankly a little surprised. I thought it was going to be like low forties, not oh. low 30s but mm-hmm. it makes sense uh but yeah i mean you you talked to sophomore wyatt who i had my sophomore year i had a crush on my best friend lily and Whoa. she had a boyfriend at the time and mm-hmm. when she told me that she had sex for the first time and lost her virginity to him Sophomore Wyatt was so grossed out by the idea <gasps> of sex that I lost my crush. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's like just giving you an idea about this stuff. I, I had not, I don't think I watched like a video with a, like a naked woman in it until junior year of high school, I want to say. Not even the Titanic? 
No, my parents wouldn't let me watch Titanic because of the boobies. Oh. <laughs> my parents yeah. made us fast forward it. Yeah. <gasps> I, I usually... My mom would usually cover my eyes with a blanket. <laughs> to this day, I have not seen Titanic. Whoa, long movie. Yeah, still have not seen Titanic. I think I've seen like maybe the first 10 minutes um, on TV. and But besides that, I've not seen the movie just because my parents were like, there's boobs and there's also kind of a sex scene. And we yep, cannot the have hand. the hand on the window. Yes. <laughs> I know about it. I have not seen it, but... Yeah, I mean, I had I had friends talking to me about like masturbating at, at like fourth Ew. grade. I know, crazy fourth grade, and then I just like hadn't even fourth grade hadn't oh, even wow. seen that's a, so young. It is, and I hadn't even seen a nude woman until like sixteen. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I, it was a journey to get to this point for sure, but. I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Pretty happy, you know? So, Taylor, why don't you talk about your rice purity score? So, kind of what I was saying about sophomore year not believing where you are now, um, I probably would, like, thought I would have had a really different score than I do. It probably went down about 10. I don't remember mm-hmm. what I had beforehand. I'm going to say, like, a mid-80s. Okay. Mid-80s, high-80s coming into college. 72 is mine now. Okay. You know, we went down. I don't know. I'm I'm fine with where I'm at. I'm fine where I am at, <laughs> where I'm at in life. Um, I don't know. I think it's a funny test. It's fun to take. It I is. think, like Nicole said, it's really interesting what counts as pure and what counts yeah. as pleasant. And I think a lot of the questions are kind of repetitive and confusing too. Yes. Like some of them seriously seem like they're the same thing. Or yeah. they're like phrased the exact, like just a little bit different, or just in general, they're phrased in a really gross way that I yeah. really don't like. So I don't know. It's a fun test to take. Makes me feel a bit icky, not because I'm uncomfortable with any of the things. I just wish they would say it in a different way. Some oh, yeah. of the questions are also just like, I don't think they need to be on here. Like no. it ends with the bestiality question, and I'm like, Exactly. It's like, have you been skinny dipping? Also, have you committed bestiality? <laughs> so, are you incestuous? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. It's like fun to compare scores, but honestly, yeah. not my favorite out of the list. No, no, it does not mean a single thing. It has no basis. It was definitely funny. In. It was definitely funny coming into college. Um, and everybody being like, yo, you gotta take this rice purity test so we can compare scores. So silly. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun little thing to do. Yeah. Speaking of fun little things to do, the last test that we took was the BDSM test. Ooh. Not about our personality or experiences. This one is just pure sexual preference. Mm-hmm. For for mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> so, how would y'all describe the BDSM test in your own words? For those who don't know, BDSM is basically just describing your sexual kinks, and so the question is asking, it's it's rating different things on do you like this to do you not like this, and then giving you percentages on like 
how much you're into this certain kink. So it ranges from stuff to bondage to uh, degrading to, uh, you know, acting all, all like a of, child, acting like a child, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but there's certainly a range and they give you different things on your dom to sub dynamic and how experimental to how vanilla you are and that kind of thing. So it's, it's definitely fun to see what ends up popping up there and how things change over time. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I thought that my results would be so different. I really thought that I would be an adventurous, you know, open-minded person. Um, I kind of already know that I prefer my partner to be in control in terms of like anything, uh, intimately because I'm a very like dominant, headstrong, outspoken person day to day, 24 seven. But then like once I am in a romantic relationship or involvement, I am like hands off pretty much usually when it comes to like intimacy, because I'm like, I'm hands on all the time. <laughs> like I need yeah. a break. And so I really thought that my results would be way different than they are. But, um, Taylor, what were your thoughts before you took the test? Like, what did you think that you were going to be? Mine have changed quite a bit. This was a test me and my friends would take in high school just for fun, would, like send to each other and talk about our results. Um, I think it's a really fun test to take with friends because I like seeing what people kind of just like go through the test and what people like every question they're squirming and like can't handle it. Um, my results have changed sort of drastically I mean there's a few consistent things that are the same but a couple new ones popped up high that I really wasn't expecting but yeah it's a fun test to take I don't know like how accurately it actually means like real life scenarios disclaimer I've been reading fan fiction since I've been in the fifth grade so that affects scores greatly um mm -hmm. shout out fan fiction AO3, Wattpad, thank you. I mean, not, <laughs> no thank you there. No, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoy taking it. I think it's just fun to share results with other people. But yeah, I think it's, I don't know how accurate it probably is for me. Mm -hmm. It's very fun to see what happens. And I love seeing how it changes over time. Wyatt, what did you think before you took it? Were you surprised by your results? Um, I mean, my, not really, my scores were, my highest one was switch. And I've always been like a type that's, um, when it comes to this kind of thing, I'm very open. And if my partner's into something, then like, I'm generally willing to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. my line lies at like piss play and or things like that. That's just cause like, I just, I don't really want anything to do with with bodily fluids or things yeah. that belong in the toilet. Yeah. But like in general, I am a general a very open person. So I had like switch was high, experimentalist was high. Um a lot of my stuff was very, very close together. Uh, mm -hmm. and some of them were higher than others, I think, because of what I have done in the past. Like generally in these situations, I have been more on the dom side because like partners have wanted to be more on the sub side. 
So it's like, I think experience kind of definitely affects results. And, and cause like, if you've done something more commonly, you're obviously more willing to do it, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not super surprised by my results. I think it'll continue to change in life as I experience more things and, um, try out more stuff and that kind of thing. Just because like, again, that experimentalist side comes out of, I'll try, I'll give it a try. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it changes over time. But, um, I did not have vanilla in my top three, which was kind of, I think that might've actually been my most surprising thing. The vanilla is not in my top three. It was top five, but yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. I thought. Pretty opposite um, than Nicole's, huh? Yeah, pretty opposite. Do um, either of you want to share any particulars? <laughs> you know, I am totally okay with saying that I ranked uh, 99% vanilla. That honestly surprised me because I also, um, have been reading fan fiction from a very, um, young age. I, I think I stopped like sophomore year in high school. Um, but maybe, maybe that's why I am vanilla because I stopped reading it. Um, but uh, I'm surprised that I didn't get submissive as number one because I am just like so okay with my partner taking control. But I did get submissive in my top three. Yeah, where was submissive? Was, I think it was number three, and then okay. number two was Switch, and then yeah. number one was Vanilla. And mm. so I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that naturally especially with like my people pleaser um, thing that is an aspect of my life. I want my partner to be happy. And I think there's a lot of pleasure that comes from, you know, pleasing the other person. Um, And I think that one of, one of the good questions that the BDSM test asks you is like, uh, do you feel that romance, that romance, like, trumps like sexual activities or something like that and i was like i absolutely agree i think that like that intimacy and that like um romantic aspect of a relationship just makes the intimacy so much deeper and so much more intentional and beautiful and gets you that like romantic warm and fuzzy feeling so that's my favorite part about you know being intimate with someone is just growing and connecting more. So, you know, sex is great and all, but I'm honestly just looking for somebody to hold my hand and make playlists together. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of vibe that we all, that is my (laughs) weakness for sure. (laughs) My favorite question I think is the one that's like, would you be willing to leave everything behind to live out the BDSM dreams? I, I, I have to wonder what, which one that correlates to. Oh my goodness, I think it is Slave. It could be. That could be it. Maybe it's like, it maybe it correlates to Vanilla. Like if you don't, you are, don't, aren't willing to just put down everything in your life to go that live is... a sex-filled adventure, then you're Vanilla is essentially what the test is saying. I feel attacked because I definitely say strong disagree, but who is going to put 100% agree? Don't you? Okay. 
I feel like hippies there are so many in other like things. the late sixties, the ones that got in a van with a bunch of other hippies and just drove across country, like doing drugs and having sex. Those are the type of people that would. Right. Be. And I mean, like shout out sex work, you know, it's a life choice, whatever, not my place to judge, but personally, um, I want to fall in love and travel the world. Yeah. I do not want to pursue a life in BDSM, but not to say that you can't fall in love and travel the world by leaving everything for BDSM. But personally, I don't think it is the route for me. Yeah. I, I think another thing to add on to what you were talking about the switch stuff earlier is alongside the wanting to please your partner. I think it's also important to get some variety in there. Just like switch it up every once in a while, you know, try something new out, keep it, keep it fresh, keep it spicy, you know, keep it fresh for sure. (laughs) For sure. Um, what's really sexy is consent. That's very hot. Consent is key in every situation, folks. I still need to take my KU like sexual assault prevention course that's due in a week and a half. (laughs) I just remembered that. So to say, have either of you done that yet or have we all procrastinated on it? No, absolutely not. I have not done that. No. Yeah. I have, my roommate says that he still has not taken last year's sexual assault prevention course and nothing happened, but I'm still going to take it just because like may as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you would y'all say that this is a test that you would ask your partner to take when entering a relationship with them? Like seriously or for fun? Like whatever. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Like, do you think it would add anything? Do you think it would be good to know? Because like my favorite test to send my significant other is either the love languages test or the Meyer Briggs. I always send love language. That's yeah, like a hundred percent. Those are really, really good ones in my opinion. Um, temperament is also a really good quiz mm. because you get to see, you know, how people respond to communication on another deeper level. But would you say that BDSM is the next personality esque test quiz that you would send your significant other i think it would be more on the fun side you know not serious like i need to know this so i can understand you but i mean i think doing any of these like any of the tests it's fun to find out what other people are and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier too to like show somebody a screen and be like hey this is my results than like something like this where you have to explain it in detail you know maybe a kink that you have that you don't really want to be forefront and say but it's much easier to be like oh well look you here i'm 70 percent on this so i don't know intent yeah (laughs) weird how that happened um but yeah i think it's just a fun one you know could take together i i agree i i don't know if i would ever send it in a really serious manner no i think it's more of a fun thing to take together just because like when it comes to exploring stuff sexually i feel like that's just something that you guys should do naturally and not like send random internet tests basically forcing it you know unless i mean maybe if you guys have been together for like a really long time 
and and mm -hmm. you're like we need to try something new what are you into but um, yeah yeah I think it's I think it's just for fun and figure out what you guys like together not through an internet test yeah I think it's always so much fun to learn more and more about yourself and the people that you care about and mm -hmm. so uh, in terms of ranking um accuracy for all three of these tests what is your like number one most accurate and your number three like least accurate I think it's going to, I think we're all probably going to agree on Myers-Briggs, BDSM, and then Rice Purity. I would have to imagine. I agree. That would be yeah. my pick too. And definitely, I think Myers-Briggs is for sure, 100%. And then the other two are kind of down, down the line. It's just the difference of one, you know, that is more serious, kind of a bit more about your actual personality. The other two are kind of just more... I, I think when you're comparing the latter two, you have to compare on how specific versus how general it is. Like when you're like, well, what kind of sex stuff am I into? And it's breaking down the specific things. That's going to be more accurate than how pure are you on literally everything you've done in life? You know? Yeah. And also, I mean, that one is you can put strongly agree or maybe, maybe not and all that kind of stuff. I mean, BDSM gives you a lot of options, kind of Myers-Briggs. Rice purity is, have you done this? Have you not? It's Pretty, completely yes, binary. No. Yeah. So, I mean, that one kind of, the both, the other two are kind of a spectrum of things. That one is pretty straightforward. Yeah, totally agree. And we are multifaceted people that do not fit in a box. So sorry, Rice Purity, off the record, is not a fan, but it's fun for giggles, I guess. Yep, fun for shits and giggles. Yes, absolutely. Well, I guess with that, <laughs> that concludes our time here. Um, you can catch us next week talking about something else. Um, Taylor, where can they find us on social media? You can find us on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just can, kidding. I'm just kidding. I can just see um, now a running joke happening where Nicole and I always throw it to Taylor just because Taylor never knows the socials. Dude, just give me a minute. <laughs> Wait, isn't it both University Daily Kansas? No, one of no. Kansas News. That's Twitter. That's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. You can find us on Instagram at University Daily Kansas or Chalk Magazine, as well as on Twitter at Kansas News or at Chalk Magazine. And feel free to stream us on any streaming service. I personally prefer Spotify. And I also prefer when cute boys make me Spotify playlists. Speaking of love languages, that's yeah, mine. Yeah, shout out to cute people who make Spotify playlists. Specifically Spotify playlists, not Apple Music playlists. No, we do not condone Apple Music. Just kidding. Apple Music, if you want to um, give us money, we didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we don't support Apple Music, but if you want to listen to us on Apple, then we support Apple Music. Then we support then, you. Mm -hmm. Then you can support us. Yeah, support yeah. us and we'll support you, is what we're saying. It's a give and a take. We're a podcast for the people, by the exactly. people. Exactly, exactly. 
So, um, and with that, can't wait to see y'all next week. Rock Chalk. See you guys next week for some more shenanigans. <laughs> see you next time. Peace. I wanted to say the word shenanigans. I don't know why. <laughs>